Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I have returned to the land of the living. I am a zombie. I am a zombie. I am a zombie. Becomes one of them. It gets up and kills. The people it kills get up and kill. Rubber Radio is on the air. Welcome to the June 3rd edition of Rubber Guard Radio. I'm your host, KZ, uh, or excuse me, Zombie Matt Manning. Um, this episode of Rubber Guard is brought to you by our sponsors, WrestleWarehouse.com. You can get uh, Lucha Libre masks, T-shirts, DVDs, a uh, whole bunch of other stuff. Um, yep, definitely worth checking out. Uh, tell Jeff that uh, Zombie from Rubber Guard Radio sent you. Also, the other sponsor would be SlamBamJam.com uh, for our current and past Lucha Libre Japanese DVDs, uh, really good best-ofs, a bunch of different shit there. Tell Alfredo that Zombie sent you. And also, got to throw props out to the mothership, angrymarks.com, props to TVJ and the rest of the boys, as well as lightsoutradio.com. Uh, Lights Out will be on the air tomorrow night, running down this weekend's Strike Force and WEC shows. So, wow. Episode number 110. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the show my co-host, Mr. Joshi Robb. Rob, hey, now that I've got on? you patched in, welcome to the show, Rob. Hey, how you doing tonight, man? Awesome, awesome. And our guest for the first hour is Pro Wrestling Torch contributor, Mr. Derek Bergen. Derek, welcome to the show. Glad to be here, Casey. Awesome, awesome. Now that uh, everything's all set up and we're ready to go, uh, I I was having problems patching you girls in. Um, I guess that uh, blog Blog Talk has a problem with homosexual males, so... So they have problems with you, right? Oh, you know it, baby. There's a reason I live outside San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Just uh, today is the 15th anniversary of the world-famous All Japan Pro Wrestling match in Budokan Hall, um, Misawa against Kawada. It is June 3rd, 1994. So uh, um, that's 15 years. Unbelievable. now, now, Rob, do you think that that match still stands the test of time? 
Hmm. Uh, I, I, I'd say so. Uh, you know, it's good wrestling good wrestling, you know, <laughs> whether it happened in 1930 or, you know, 1990. It's still good wrestling. Uh, the first time I actually saw it, I didn't really get it, but... Uh, after about two or three tries, I really got into it, and I ended up loving it. That and, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I think it's still good, and uh, definitely a worthwhile watch if uh, you guys haven't seen it yet. How about you, Derek? You know, I'm not the biggest fan of, of Japanese wrestling, uh, and I would never, you know, or I shouldn't say never, but to me, the a perfect pro wrestling match is everything, not just the two guys in the ring. I mean, it's the crowd atmosphere, it's the commentators, it's the camera work, it's the, the miscellaneous guys, the referee in the perfect. And because, you know, it's had Japanese commentators, to me, in some ways, I don't want to say it's unwatchable because I've watched plenty of Puro stuff, thanks to Keith Lipinski, but it, it does not have the what is it? resonance, I guess that's the word, that say a Taker versus Michaels from this year, WrestleMania, you know, the goodwill I have with a lot of, uh, five-star, four-and-a-half-star American matches. I've been watching these wrestlers. I mean, my uh, my exposure to the, the Noah brand or the Kenta stuff or Misawa, I mean, it's very limited. So I don't think I'm the best judge on that compared to people who, who see a lot more than me. Now, I, I'm going through the, uh, through the daily update on the Observer site, and uh, this is making me sick. Uh, looks like the current plan for next week's ECW TV will be Tony Atlas against Evan Bourne. This makes me sick. <laughs> Five-star match. Forget Masala Kawada. Tony Atlas and Evan Bourne right there. Fuck no. No way. You know mm-hmm. what? Tony's a really good guy, so I, so I don't hate it as much, you know, to see him get some work. And, uh, you know, it means Evan Bourne on TV if, if you got to make something good out of this, you know. He hasn't been appearing so much lately, so. Yeah. It's, it's hard to find a complaint that the, the advertisement – for ECW is based on Evan Bourne and not some generic WWE guy we've seen a thousand times versus another WWE guy we've seen a thousand times. So, I mean, it's a, it's a good thing. It's not going to be a good match, but the fact that they have any faith in him whatsoever is a good sign for the future. I'd like to welcome to the show the most hardcore Canadian motherfucker I know, Peter H. What's up, Pete? Not much, guys. How are you doing tonight? Uh, not bad, brother. Just shooting the shit for the first hour. There you go. Uh, so, um, now tell me... Pete, do you think that uh, Tony Atlas and Evan Bourne next week on ECW is going to bring five stars? Oh, God, no. I saw the spoilers today, and I'm just I'm scratching my head about it. Mm-mm. I don't know. I, I, I mean, we could always have Tony Atlas will, uh, take to the air and challenge Evan Bourne in the battle of a shooting star press, but uh, I, I don't think we're going to get that. <laughs> now, now for, for those that are... Uh, the three of you that are listening to the live stream uh, will be taking calls for the whole show. Area code 347-215-7946. Uh, once again, 347-215-7946. Uh, call in. Um, shoot the shit for the first hour. And before we go any further, um, I would like to announce the winner of the Rubber Guard Radio uh, Independent Wrestler of the Week for the week of June 3rd. This will be SoCal Crazy from San Diego. Um, SoCal has been tearing shit up for not just this year, but for, for years in the past. Um, also, uh, my sponsor, Wrestle Warehouse, has just put out a new two-disc best of SoCal Crazy that you can get at WrestleWarehouse.com. I highly recommend it. Um, the final match on the second disc is a cage match from February. It's amazing. It's a, a legitimate match of the year candidate for at least California. Um, there's a 
really good matches with Adam Pierce on there as well. Uh, matches with Jason Redondo, a couple tag matches. Um, it's really good stuff. Um, well worth checking out. Or you can wait for Mr. Derek Bergen to review it on the torch. So you can get you know okay. his seal of approval. And... <laughs> on the brand new Torch Daily Blitz, today's guest was, was Mike Schemper-Vivi. But KZ, I got a question for you. Do you have a, do you have a second? Awesome. Go for it. What is your thoughts of uh, of D Wolf coming in and stealing all your heat? You and Jeremy Warneck, who are probably tied for the the board uh, poster of the year. Here comes an epic ten minute call from from last Monday's Wrestling Observer Radio and the the resounding uh, backlash from the board regulars. Almost make you seem like a babyface now. <laughs> hey, he could he could have all the fucking heat, man. I don't want it. I, I don't want it. Whatever. You know what the that board can suck off. I'm done with it. I mean, mother, I, I know who downloads my shows, okay? The IP addresses don't lie. I mean, I, I see quite a few of them from the United Kingdom and Ireland. So, you know, they, they, could, they could fucking lie all they want. They could, you know, say they don't download. But you know what? The hell with them. Now, my, I, just, I, just I, I do... I just think a few bitches to ruin the whole bit, you know? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, I actually have a question for you, Mr. Bergen. I'm yeah. on the I'm on the Torch website in the VIP section, and where can I find the Daily Blitz? The Daily Blitz, you got to be on the main page, or you go into the iTunes feed. You can subscribe to all the Torch audios to have them automatically go to your iPod that way. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you go on the go on the front page, and unfortunately, or I guess it's fortunately, if you're a, a rabid torch reader, you know, every time a, a daily blitz or any audio goes up, it's, it's usually swamped by about 10 to other 20 news links. So you might have to uh, go to the audio section and download them individually that way. Okay. So, so I have to go to the, the regular area. Well, the, you know, the PW Torch main page, just like you, you went to the main page of the Observer to get the day's, you know, headlines or whatever the, the link of the day. Okay. So. Now, right, when, Derek, you the, what, Derek, when are you going to get your own Twitter? I will never Twitter. I, I've made a vow to myself that that will be the day I've basically given up on everything if I feel the need to Twitter about bowel movements or anything of innocuous nature of my life. So No Twittering for me, no Facebooking for me. I just do the MySpace gimmick, and that's enough for me. That's it. Oh, man. <laughs> but uh, I'd like to show, throw props out to Killer Kev in the chat room, but uh, let's patch in another caller, 895. Is this Killer Kev? This is Killer Kev. What's up? Wasabi, Bobby. Not much. I just wanted to... I'm just calling in to shoot the shit with you for the first hour like you told me to call in to do, so I'm here now. Awesome. That means I I can put down the phone and I can have Rob uh, mediate. (laughs) You can do that. Uh, I did just want to say, I'm going to throw this out here real quick. Tune in to tomorrow night's AngryMarks.com Thursday night podcast because we are going to have two major announcements. This is going to affect the Angry Marks podcast network in a positive way. This is going to be a huge shakeup for things around here, and you are not going to want to miss that. Mm-hmm. I think I have an idea what that is, but I'm keeping my uh, mouth is my, I'm keeping it sealed close to my chest at the moment. I think I know what it is too, but I I, I don't know. I might be wrong. I oh, I'm wrong. I'm excited about it. My nipples are all hard and everything. 
<laughs> England with excitement here. <laughs> oh boy. Um, hey, hey, Derek. Yeah. I, I'm having problems navigating this torch site. It's rather fucked up. So can you send me a direct uh, download link to the show with Mike Sempervivi, please? I will do. Thank you. And, uh, I, I love I love Killer Kev. I don't I don't know what he does, but it reminds me. I went last weekend to see the movie Up, Disney's new biggest hit. And a key point of the movie is they set up this character as this Rottweiler dog, like the meanest dog in this movie. You expect to be badass, and then he starts. They have these little microchips in their collars that allows him to talk. And uh, he comes in, it's like an Alvin and a Chipmunk voice, and every time Killer Kevin talks, it's, it just reminds me of that, uh, that laugh-out moment of love. Alrighty. Can I put something out there? Uh, I'm just wondering, would anyone know where Teddy Hart is? Where, who? Who? Teddy Hart. Teddy Hart? He's in Mexico. Triple A. He's still in Mexico. Triple A. Yep. Yeah, he, he just, yeah. Uh, he just turned on... Um, on Jack Evans, so they're starting a program. Oh wow! He's still a wrestler. Yes. He's a full-time wrestler now. You need to listen to last Thursday's Angry Marks podcast, where I called in and gave a quick update of everything going on in AAA. I'll have to listen to the show. Yeah. I must have missed that part. <laughs> they're uh, they're, they're building up for uh, AAA. Triple Mania, a week from this Saturday. It's going to be a very interesting show because you have Tony and his judges from the building, Silver King, who uh, just actually got is able to wrestle on the show, Jack Evans, who's also suspended from the building. <laughs> so I, it should be interesting for many different reasons. might be worth a, a watch. Zombie, did you listen to Bob Barnett on Alvarez's uh, Figure Four Daily yesterday? Yes, I did. I would like to listen to uh, a, a, an actual like hour show with him and Conan because you know Conan comes on the Figure Four Daily, and I mean he's a great guest, and, and he almost really makes you want to watch AAA. And then Bob Barnett comes on two weeks later and says AAA is the shit. It looks like shit on television. You know, it's just the crappiest booking. I, w- I would really like to see these two go at it. And, and honestly, I'd like to see the show for myself to see which one's telling the truth. I would like, I would gotta, like to see. Uh, You've got to go back. Uh, a couple years ago, someone did a radio show, and uh, I think it was on Vampiro, and uh, Conan he called. Ought to. There you go, and Bob Barnett called. And it was, <laughs> it was an intense, ten, like, ten-minute fight, but it was uh, that, that might be something you want to look for if you can find that. It's in the radio section of Figure Four Online. It's a sticky in the radio section. Um, I don't remember. I think it's the first year, if I remember right. It's a Conan show. Oh, we need, I think we need another one because since that point, uh, Conan has been given a lot of power down in AAA, where I imagine back then he was you know, a big star, but not like the main man. So I guess it's probably even intensified you now that he has stroke. No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Sean Oliver when I'm done with this show, and we need to have Sean hook up a uh, my side of the story with Conan and Vampiro. <laughs> oh, a great debate. That's money. That is money. I totally agree. Actually, you know what? I do have connections that are close to Mexico, so you know what? Fuck them. Maybe Russell Warehouse should do it. Conan on the show. Mm. 
I've tried. It's it's really tough since you know Conan's pretty much you know the Booker and and he's he's also working house shows too. So I mean the only reason he was on Alvarez's show was because of the, the swine flu epidemic. Yeah. So. We need to get Bob Barnett. Also, he needs to get in a room with Rob Feinstein and see if they can hash out oh, their problems that have been going on for five fucking years or longer. I say longer than that. With ten fucking years. Oh, dude, I want to get those two cats on the show and just fucking let them go. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk I'm download like, numbers? I'm trying. I'm actually. I think Bob Barnett's going to. to out of state this weekend, but I'm trying to. I have a book for a upcoming Daily Blitz, and we're going to talk about that uh, that Rob Feinstein perverted justice uh, thing that he seems to really hang his hat on for the last couple of years. So I'm going to try to take the uh, the other side on that, and we'll have a nice discussion on it. That's funny shit, man. I mean, I, I love Rob to death. You know, we're we're friends and all, but you know, it's still fucking hilarious, man. I mean, it is funny. And I still I still get a chuckle when I go to Bob's site and click on the YouTube link and watch it. It's still funny. You <laughs> know. You know, speaking of speaking of Feinstein, you know, Rob let me down. Rob let me down. Um, I watched his uh, the uh, Rob Feinstein shoot interview volume two, and it really let me down. He didn't really have much to say. Yeah. You know, with the with the exception of. Uh, Talking about the last days of Doug Gentry, which was very sad. I, you know, I actually teared up during that part um, because, you know, honestly, Doug was a very special person. He he did a lot of the research for the for the shoot interviews. Um, he did help with the booking of ROH and other companies. And plus, plus Doug always took my calls when it came to ordering, and he was always a, a good guy. You know, he always thanked me by name, and you know, he was just a good dude. You know, genuinely good dude. Uh, you know. This is really sad, you know that that you know the world lost Doug. He was a, just a good good guy, and but um, so uh, Mr. Bergen, um, are you allowed to let out the names of uh, who's going to be on your blitz? Oh, coming up, I got I got Kid Zombies going to come on to talk about uh, Michael Mata's shoot uh, interview. I got Joey Eastman's going to be lined up. We're going to totally tool wrestling. I mean, I got a lot. Of Keith Filipinski's coming back on, a, a big crowd favorite. So we got a lot of interesting shows coming up in the next now, weeks. And when you get when you get Joey on, all right, you need to tell ask that motherfucker when are we going to get totally tool four? <laughs> that shit was great. Twinkie the kid, man. Yes. Uh, Twinkie the kid. He's available. Totally, for those who uh, who have never seen it, they need to head to smart smartmarkvideo.com. Check out Totally Tool, especially episode one where he had uh, Ch- Uncle Chester the Molester as a main event character. Ch- oh, just him chasing around this, this kid at ringside was it's worth the price of the DVD. But you have a lot of great young indie stars mixed in with some actual funny comedy. And usually when you mix comedy and wrestling, it falls completely on its face in, in 90% of the times it's attempted. But this was a legit funny show that had some awesome moments. This is different stuff than Kikataro and, and Kusembo came in you know, in Osaka Pro, it's different than um, uh, TDT with the blow-up. It's a completely different type of comedy. And it's just hilarious to see Chris Hero in the main event, the first show, yep. you know, working with these guys. You know, Twinkie the Kid, which was Hulk Banana in a Twinkie costume. Um, that's money. I mean, that's just money for me. The, the character uh, Mark Kayfabe, which is just this one wrestler, he was just ripping off the gimmicks of all these other famous wrestlers and 
I just, uh, you know, I went in expecting it to be some low-rent indie thing that I just would think was horrible, and instead I couldn't, I couldn't believe how much I liked it, and then they came out with Totally Tool uh, 2 and 3, and it's like, yes, you know, these guys, you know, are at least successful enough to continue it. Well, they, they need to, uh, they need to pick it back up and, and do it again. Just, um, just, I mean, never mind the, never mind the fans. I mean, you know, fucking have in the crowd just the boys. You know, entertain the boys. <laughs> That's what, I think TNA is just entertaining the boys right now, not too many of the fans, unfortunately. No. TNA doesn't entertain anybody, so. Um, oh. Let's see, let me get off my CD. Better lately. You, you have to give him that. If you've been better lately. That's the best. Um, okay, I'll take your word for it. Okay. <laughs> Would you like to chime in, Kev? Mm, I don't have no. anything to contribute right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm I don't just, blame I'm you just at hanging all. on and wait, wait, waiting for some place to jump in. <laughs> Alrighty, have any of you guys been watching that I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here that, that's uh, no. doing their marathon two weeks? No. no. Shit. It's got, it has a wrestler on it. You've got to support the wrestling industry by watching these shitty wrestler. fucking reality shows. She's not a wrestler. She's a fucking rat. <laughs> Who is this? Tori Wilson, now available in the RF Shoot DVD with Tori Wilson, I think, was released about three weeks ago. Yeah, that was pretty good. Oh. Actually. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. What does Tori talk about during a shoot interview? Because I, I, I'd have to know this one. Like, what, what, you know, what could she possibly have to say? Well, you know, how she got in the business, you know, she fucked someone and... You know, she was in the. She's been in the locker rooms of some of the the biggest you know companies in wrestling history with the end of uh, WCW and then on to WWE while it's still enjoying the last right. its mega success until today. So and, and she was a key figure in a a women's division before it got totally watered down. So I mean she has you know some interesting things to say. Well, okay. How about the uh, the uh, Deborah Marshall shoot interview? I have it. I've yet to watch it. Um, yeah, I haven't watched. I haven't watched that either. Wife, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, who wants to really hear about Steve Austin beating on his woman? I, I don't. <laughs> I'd rather hear a Steve McMichael shoot interview. He seems to be like, I bet he has a lot of fucking insane stories, and, and none of them true, but it'd be, it'd be interesting to hear him say it. You know, if, if they were to film that, they'd have to, he'd have to sit on a couch, because I don't think he would fit in one of the chairs. Yeah, you'd have to get one of those widescreens, you know, to get, him, get the full picture, too. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. RF would have to buy a new camera. <laughs> But, you know, film it in HD, widescreen, you know, 16, whatever, 9 it is, whatever it is. Oh, man, don't even ask me about cameras. I don't hold them. I just conduct the fucking interviews. I don't hold the cameras. Yeah, I'm the one who holds them. <laughs> hey, yeah, I don't want to hear about what you're holding, pal. Speaking of holding, do you have anything to plug yet, Rob? No, I have nothing to plug yet. <laughs> okay. We got we to gotta get you a woman, dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same running gag every fucking week, and it it doesn't get old. We'll get one. We'll, we'll figure out something. One these. <laughs> so, Kev, um, have have you seen anything interesting outside of uh, WWE and TNA recently? Um, um I'm trying to think. Uh, well, uh, I just watched the uh, last episode of, or getting ready to watch the last episode of Deadliest Warrior. Mm. What do you think of the show? I like it for the most part. I mean, there's there's some uh, 
questionable matchups. There's some uh, endings that I, that I myself just kind of doubt, but uh, overall, quite an interesting show. Well, it is what it is. Um, what, is it, what is it on? I've never even heard of this show. Deadliest Warrior, it's on Spike TV. They uh, run it several times a week because they're running a shit out of it. But basically uh, what they do is they match up uh, various uh, types of um, warriors and um, things like, for example, pirates versus ninjas. Or okay. the final episode for this week is going to be the IRA versus the Taliban. Yes. Is it is it animated like that MTV celebrity deathmatch, or this is like people dressed up as shit? This is people this is up. real stuff. They bring it. They bring in experts from various uh, fields on on various peoples, and they demonstrate some of the major weapons that they use. And then at the at the very end of the show show, they take all the statistics from the tests that they run on the weapons and stuff, and they run like a thousand simulated battles, and they tell you what the outcome was of which of the two were stronger. Like last uh, week was last week's episode was uh, Wallace it against Punta Kinte. It was the it, last week's episode was the Green Berets versus the uh, Russian version of like the Green Berets, and the Russians like just barely won. They like they like had a seven seven match advantage out of like a thousand matches. Really, that's strange. For anyone who's who's a GI Joe fan, I've seen GI Joe face off against their. Uh, Soviet equivalent called the October Guard plenty of times, and the Joes always won. So those computers don't factor in the American heart, which always overcomes these Russians. Okay, we, we have we have breaking news in from the figure4online.com message board from Mr. D. Wolf. He complained about, you know, the 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 uh, huge mega thread, 60-some-odd pages, about uh, his little 10-minute rant on the uh, Wrestling Observer radio show. And this is the first post in this new thread. D-Wolf says, Brian, I asked you to do something about that fucking thread almost immediately, and you finally respond to me two days later saying it will only make things worse. It's, I start kicking the piss out of all your loser borders, and you kill the thread? Fucked up. I'm back on strike. Last post. You know, I love this D-Wolf guy. He is deflecting all of the heat off of me. You say that now, KZ. <laughs> well, you know... We'll see if a thread pops up tomorrow. Because if a thread pops up, all those little fucking trolls will be outed for downloading my show. I, I think D. Wolf and, and Jeremy Warnick need to team together for that uh, the Team 3D challenge they had in, in TNA. Because those two are a pretty powerful combination when it comes to... You know to, what? Uh, the hell with it. I'll team, up, I'll team up with them and we'll go to the Chikaro King of Trios. <laughs> now that would be buys. Total fucking buys. Team Heat. Team Heat. There you go. We we would all wear heat masks. You know the Minoru guy from from uh, yeah. Japan. We'd wear the heat yeah. masks. And there it is. That's money. That's money. Oh, I got Quackenbush is another guy I've coming up for a daily blitz. So I'll I'll, I'll make sure I mention that to him and see if we can get you guys booked. Well, you you mentioned uh, you you mentioned Chikara. Um, what's next for Chikara? What's their big deal next? Is it the Young Lions Cup? I'm not sure actually what's next for for Shikara. Mm-hmm. I think I think so, but uh, okay. my first focus with Quackenbush is more going to be over one thing I, I love about that company is their DVD covers over the years. I think they've been oh, far yeah, and away yeah. innovators on some cool shit. You know, compared to say Ring of Honor, which just puts out the most least 
thoughtful covers. You know, nobody would be buying these DVDs unless they knew they already wanted them. And uh, Mike, Mike uh, Quackenbush really seems to put some thought and creativity into the guys who are doing it for him I'll, I'll, into I'll these, you, which could really attract people. I'll tell you, Chikara does rule as far as DVD covers, but my favorite DVD cover ever was Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Smells like Steen Spirit, where they used the, yeah. the Nirvana cover, uh, album cover. That was just the best. Yeah. From Nevermind, yeah, that was a fan. The PWG is another one which, which alternates. They have some, some really weird fucking names. I mean, just turn off. Too, too cute by half, as Wade Keller would say. But they also have some really good ideas and some creative people in, the, in that company doing some covers. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah. uh, what is it, 100 Ways to Kill You with a Pimento? I think yes. that's my favorite. Or uh, Keep the Pee Out of Our Pool. Yeah. Oh, is that is that what that one was supposed to be? I yes, keep no peas. Yes. Um, now, I'll, I'll tell you, as far as the Young Lions Cup, um, there's going to be, I, he's probably not going to win, but he's going to probably stay the whole weekend and have a very good showing. Um Fuck it, I'll let the word out. Um, from Sh- from San Diego, Leonino, um, the lion. Um, he will, he's, he has harassed Mike Quackenbush so much that Quack has finally put him in the Young Lions Cup. So I'm going to uh, have to say that he's going to be the breakout star of that weekend. Um, you can go to SoCalProWrestling.com, go to the video section, and there's a match with Leonino and SoCal Crazy from January up here in Oakland. Um, watch that match. It's really funny. Um, it's the second time that, that uh, the kid did the uh, Leonino gimmick. And, um, you know, we were working on stuff for him, you know, backstage before the show. And he's he's really gotten into the character. So, um, yeah, keep your eyes out on him. Um, he's going to have a really good showing. He won't win, but he'll have a very good showing just because he's really talented. I, I can't. Um, let you. I can't tell you guys who he is, because he works under a different gimmick as well. Um, but yeah, I need to keep that kind of quiet. But you can um, check him out at the SoCalProWrestling.com website in the video section. Another cheap plug for you, Jeff. See that? I'm showing you love, Jeff. Derek Bergen's showing you love. Man, I love WrestleWarehouse.com, and I, I will plug that their wrestling mask at the end of time, and especially my favorite one, that the Ray Mysterio-like mask that. Uh, Looks like a San Diego Chargers official mask, and I think if they sold these in, in Qualcomm Stadium where the San Diego Chargers play, they would fucking sell thousands. It's just one of the, the coolest pieces of wrestling merchandises I've ever seen. I'm, I've, I'm trying to convince Jeff Dino of actually doing that, going out to the parking lot on, on, you know, on a football Sunday and sell them. Um, he also has some with the Raiders colors, which are silver and blackout. Wow. I mean, yeah, that, black. that might go over huge. Yep. Up here, well, I, you know, I'm not going to step foot in Oakland. I'm not that dumb. Plus, I'm white. So, <clears throat> all right. Let's I, see. I We're like the Raiders, believe it or not. You what? I actually like the Raiders, believe it or not. Oh. Even after Pittsburgh. <laughs> now you know up 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 here in in Northern California, you know, there's a debate. You know, who's who's the better team, the Raiders or the Niners? I say, you know what? No matter what, I am able to see my team on TV every week. We are my Niners are never blacked out. Because we we sell out, unlike in Oakland. So I al- I always win that argument. You know, it's 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 uh, all about the Niners and not the silver and blackout. The Raiders are really have a lot in common with with WWE right now in terms of they had an owner who at one time was ahead of everyone. I mean, and Al Davis back in the day 
was one of the sharpest owners around. He really led the league into, into some pro progressive stuff. Same as Vince McMahon going national and, and really ideas that changed wrestling. But they've been so unchallenged for so long within their organization, they're now, you know, quote-unquote, fat and lazy. No one wants to tell them they're wrong, and they're making business decisions which are crushing their, or preventing their, their companies from going to the next level. And it's a shame because there's, there's no reason the Raiders can't be as competitive as the Chargers and the Denver Broncos in the West, and WWE should be getting sixes and sevens with ratings. There's, there's plenty of wrestling fans out there who want to watch. They're just prevented by these horrible TV shows which are written solely for Vince McMahon's uh, weird ego. You know, Mr. Bergen, that's a very good point. Very good point. Um, I, I have to agree with you on that one. Um, now, since um, <clears throat> since uh, we, we do have a guest on the line, um, Mr. Killikev, I'm going to put the ball in your court for the next topic of discussion. Okay? What do you want to talk about, big boy? Um... Damn, there. I really don't have much to talk about tonight. <laughs> okay, out of uh, the... F okay, I own Fire Pro Wrestling. Um, do you own it, Derek? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, how about you, Rob? Oh, I do. Uh, oh, yeah, I hell yeah, I know you do. Killer Kev, do you own it? Um, do they have that out for Nintendo NES? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> So, all right, well, Rob, Rob, tell me, who is your favorite in-game character? Corellan. Excuse me? Alexander Corellan. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, who is your favorite you know, created character that you've created? You're going to get, you may, you're going to regret asking that question in a second. I created Drago on there from Rocky IV, and that is instantly my favorite character ever that I've created. <laughs> really? So many friends have stolen that from me. Uh, they put him on there, yes. <laughs> Mine is, um, I have a couple. Myself, in actual wrestling gear, yes. Um, I, I made my, my nine-year-old son where, you know, I made it the skinniest and smallest that you could make it. And he he... Bites. He uses the fork. Uh, low blows. His finisher is the green Muda mist. Um, you so you know he's a little bastard, but you know he is my kid. So um, I've also you know created friends of mine from San Diego. Um, I've created all kinds of different guys. I mean I you know it depends on what mood I'm in. You know to, today I was in a mood for for WWF '94. You know I was using Michaels and Razor and. And Diesel and Savage. I love going to YouTube and typing in, in Fire Pro, too, I think, and, and seeing all the mods people have made from the, the classic ECW, you know, WCW, when Nash and Hall and all of them did the NWO. And these people are ingenious in coming up with some of the most obscure guys and, and just nailing them perfectly. So, I mean, if, if they sold the Fire Pro that was completely tricked out with all these characters pre-made and shit, I think I'd immediately buy that in whatever system it could play on. But until then, I think I'll just watch these uh, YouTube videos of uh, smarter people with more time in their hands that can create some no, cool no. stuff. What, 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 you do is, what you do is you buy a memory card that's full from someone. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but I download all the wrestlers that were made. So well, yeah, you you can download if you have a save device. You can download. I don't have a save device, so. But uh, I I must say I am the most proud of my Super Dragon. Um, it's 
It's spot on. And I have five Super Dragons in my game. Have Which, you seen any of the Super Dragon uh, compilation DVDs from Pro Wrestling Grow, the Evolution series? I have them all. I want the first one so bad. I, I really want to see uh, Taro oh. and uh, Super Dragon in the mass match. Oh, you, you want the first one? Let me see what I can yeah, do about that for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've always wanted to see I saw highlights of it, and it looked like the greatest thing ever. With oh, it's Dragon. brutal. It's it's really brutal. They just, you know, murdered each other. It's really I saw, bad. I saw Super Dragon once live in person. I think he's probably, like, one of the top stiffest workers I've ever seen. I mean, it was just flat-out disgusting when he uh, he was, like, curb-stomping El Generico. And, oh, terrible. But well, I mean, this guy is, is awesome. He has a charisma through a mask that 90% of wrestlers on the indie scene don't have, you know, doing regular facials. And the fact that he was beaten up, can barely move almost during the, the Ring of Honor CZW feud and still stood out in there just with his mannerisms to the crowd and in, in the rings and the interaction he had with Ring of Honor just totally made that feud. And he's, he's such a superstar in my book that he'll never get his due because of working out there pretty much exclusively. Well, not anymore. He's basically retired. He's done. His body's done. He's so hurt, and he's put on so much weight. He can't, you know, he can't work out. He's done. Yep. You know, he's... That's a shame. Yeah. He's done. So... But, you know, you know, you you work that style. You know, if if you're going to be snug with someone, they're going to be snug right back. So, you look back when you the, the battle of Los Angeles, 2006, whatever. Him and Necro for Necro. night, which stole night two. I mean, he, he has had so many memorable matches, which unfortunately very few people have seen, especially if they're only exposed to, to Ring of Honor. As at that, that's their only uh, associated to indie wrestling. You know, is Ring of Honor. They they haven't seen this guy, and until Chris Hero finally made his way to Ring of Honor and Necro Butcher, there's plenty of people out there who are having some really strong stuff or are really uh, engaging matches, and they're just never going to be seen by a large audience. Yeah, you can um you can go to ProWrestlingGorilla.com in the merchandise section and you click under compilations. And uh Oh, it doesn't look like they have any. I think most of them are sold out, yeah. I mean I I was lucky to get Evolution Four and uh, I reviewed that. I loved it and I, I wanted to immediately get the other ones and they were already sold out. This is years ago. And I'm like, damn. Wasn't that wasn't that generico match in Germany brutal? I just love when they, when they when they do the Germany matches and you have the whole different camera angles. It looks like a video game the way it's oh, set up. You know, the crowds over there are on the ring, literally on the ring. I don't know how these guys can do it. You it's have just to, fantastic. Smartmarkvideo.com. You have to check out the WXW product. Okay, it's it's a German indie where they bring in you know rather larger names from from the yep. states and and they have some pretty good talent over there as well. And uh, they 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 don't dub it dub it in English. It's in German commentary, and it's good shit. I have no idea, or most people have no idea. I know speak some German since I'm Hungarian, but you know I know some of it. But a lot of people have no idea what they're saying. But it doesn't matter. It's like it's like Japanese wrestling. You get the feeling of the announcers, and it's really cool. Like Derek said, the fans are right up there on the ring. There aren't any barricades. They're right up on the ring. 
It's something, yeah, you, you just don't see in American wrestling, kind of like when you're watching World Class back in the day, and before the match, people are in the ring giving their papers to get autographs. Like just a, this, this hasn't happened since we've been fans because they've had guardrails and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, and there's another one, Smart Mark does that Best of the Indie series, which, which combos uh, shoot interviews with a best of, and uh, on their Claudio Casagnoli one, which is a great DVD. Uh, it has him and I think Matt Seidel in WXW, and it's just like, how the fuck are these guys having this type of match? And it's really small ring. Like I said, it's like a video game. It's just so fast and so and so weird. I think it's a, and, I think uh, it's a fourteen. Awesome. I think it's fourteen by fourteen, if I remember right. Um, it's insane. I have, it makes TNA look like they're swimming in it, you know. I yeah. Speaking of the best of the indie set, I have the B Boy one. I have the Eddie Kingston, and I have the Claudio. You gotta get the Necro Butchers. That one is. And I have the ne- I have the Necro Butcher. Oh, you got that. You got it. That's yeah. That one. And then I I also have the um, Necro Butcher Early Years, which is insane from the stuff that when he first broke in in Texas. Which uh, I know Big Vision just released uh, Choose Death, their version of the Smart Mark release. So I I don't know what's different or what's the same with the Smart Mark video, but I know it just was released by Big Vision Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And they did a hell of a job with the Heroes of World Class when they got their hands on that. So if they, uh, if they applied that type of uh, TLC to the Necro Butcher uh, DVD, I can just imagine it's uh, a must-buy. All righty, welcome back to the show, Mr. Peter H. Hey, we lost yeah, so What happened, there. man? Yeah, I got cut off. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. We're just, we're just talking about a bunch of indie DVDs and shit. So just uh, cool. talking a lot of crap. So we're, we're we're taking it easy in the first hour. Hey, speaking of hey, hey, speaking of a lot of crap, any oh. opinions on any opinions on Kimbo Slice lining on the Ultimate Fighter? That's a I I think it's a great idea to be on. It's gonna make it's gonna make great TV. It's gonna make great TV. It's gonna get good ratings, but it's not fair because he's he's too quote unquote experienced. I feel. Won't win anyway. Excuse me? Like have they have they announced the other fighters? No. Doesn't matter. Hmm. Uh they I, have they I, I, I think they're gonna have that uh Rex Richards guy who's from up here, Northern California, played uh, in the Arena League for San Jose. I think Rex Richards made the cut. So that guy in Kimbo yeah, well. Rex Rex Richards is a heavy hitter, so that's gonna be fun shit. But you know the the what makes this that season the next season going to be fun is that there's going to be all kinds of betting going on. How fast is Kimbo going to win? How fast is Kimbo going to lose? Or lose? <laughs> you know, really? You know, we're going to have to do a do a do a pool. You know, on the uh, figure four board. You know, who's gonna, who's going to win fast? Who's going to fucking beat him? You know, I mean, there's all, all kinds of potential. Do uh, they use his real, real name or do they use Kimbo Slice? I don't know. Jane, uh, what is it? I'm thinking it might be trademarked, name? perhaps. I don't know. No. No, no. I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't think he would have allowed it. It'd be stupid if they didn't use his real name. I mean, you know, the whole reason they got him was for his name. So, I mean, you know, if they don't use it, what, what's the point? He's just some no-name, man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, and you know he's not coming cheap, so... Yeah, no shit. Yeah, but here's 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 what I'm looking forward to. Now we actually get Kimbo working with real strike artists here. We get mm. we get him working with real grapplers. We actually get 
Kimbo actually gets to train with people who know what the fuck they're doing. So I want to, I really want to see how high Kimbo can elevate his game now that he's put in an environment where he can actually do that. That's a very no more good. fucking around with Tank Abbott and, and and other bullshit like that. Now he actually gets real fighters to train with. I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference, to be honest. Uh, you know, it could, but, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure he's done some kind of training otherwise, but I, I don't know. I, you know, sometimes you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Let's say, that's that's you, pick, do, you, do you burn your first pick on him? Do you want him as part of your team, or do you want, you know, like if you say you win the coin toss for the first pick, do you take Kimbo with the first pick automatically? I don't think I would take Kimbo. You know, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I would take him. <laughs> Rob, Rob, logic is out the fucking window, brother. Okay, it's Kimbo fucking slice. Okay, honestly, how can you not pick him? Okay, but, you know, um, Brian and Dave the other night on the Observer show, they were talking about uh, the interaction between Rampage and uh, Kimbo. That's going to be good stuff. Hopefully they're on the same. Oh, shit, that is. (laughs) You want ratings, brother. But, you know, what what this really shows me is desperation, as far as Dana and Spike TV is concerned. It's desperation. Well, I, I don't. I don't understand that comment because for someone like me who's not a UFC fan, really, not that big at all. I mean, I'll, I'll watch UFC 100, but this is the first time I'll ever watch a, a tough show ever. So I mean, if it's getting me, I'm not saying I'm representative of everyone, but I'm sure there's others like me now. And I think it's hard in 2009 to just because he's, he's been a professional. I mean, if you turn to American Idol, half these people in their in their top 12 had record deals already. I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. I mean, they're not well, no. stars to the, the mainstream America. No, uh, no, I'm saying that Dana and Spike are desperate because the ratings have been down the last few seasons. I you understand? Mean, I it's it's going to spike, and I don't know. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's just a smart idea, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing that it's a good idea. No, de- desperate is bringing in, like, pro wrestlers or something, you know, bringing in a Kurt Angle. You know, I don't think bringing in Kimbo Slice is desperate. I think that's smart. Yeah, I mean, I assume. Well, and, well, and, and, and if, I, more, if more than anything, though, it takes Kimbo Slice out of the hands of Strike Force. Exactly. That's exactly what it, they did. That was yeah. a shrewd move on Dana's part as well. No one can take him now. He is locked up. But don't that's you it. want competition, though? Or, I mean, you don't want to be matter. in the town. No, he's, no, a, no, he's, a na- he's a name. He, he's, he's a name. He's a property. He's a he's a value. He's a number on a spreadsheet. That that yeah. if if anything else, that is what Kimbo Slice is. If they do nothing more than just run him through this season and then use Kimbo's face and his reputation to shill the shit out of anything else UFC wants to do without putting him in a match, UFC will will reap benefits from that. Now, as far as talking about competition. It, UFC is completely different than, or mixed martial arts is completely different than, than uh, pro wrestling. Okay, U, uh, UFC does not need the competition because they have their own competition. It's a shoot. Their own competition within the people that work for the company. Now, if there's a big star on the horizon or or a 
a big-time college wrestler coming out, they will go after that guy, and just it will continue to evolve. The, the sport will continue to grow, and it will cycle in and out people. Now, the thing is, they don't. The UFC is their own competition because the guys are fighting for a prize, a real prize. It's yeah, not who. It's it's not who can suck off Pat Patterson the best to get the belt. It's you are you know you don't see Joe Silva in the back of the locker room getting a blowjob you know for the next lightweight champion. It doesn't work that way. That's true. But I, I think like a strike force has shown that a Gina Carano cyborg fight, the people want that. And UFC, if there wasn't another company pushing stuff like this, Dana White would never even th- entertain the thought of that. And I think other companies and competition force UFC to evaluate what the fans want and not just Dana White, just like Vince McMahon. It's what he fucking wants these people to see. So I think competition is good for them, if only to show that it, it gives the MMA fans more of a voice in terms of who, who gets brought into UFC, what direction UFC goes into, rather than just the Dana White and the, what is it, the Fortitos or whatever their names are. You know, it's not just their modus operandi. I think that the, the voice of the people is at least integrating itself into UFC, and that's why, you know, Kimbo Slice is another example. Now, All right, now, guys, i, I got to run, so uh, you guys take care, okay? All right, thanks for calling in, Pete. Talk to you later. Okay, is the show still going on? What the hell is that beeping? Yeah, I, okay, I, I, I thought out, my phone got disconnected. Okay, um, <laughs> Bob? Yeah? Co-host Rob, Joshi Rob, I need you to take over. I'll be right back. I'm, I'm having a problem with my son. So you, you've got the you've got the office, brother. Alrighty. Oh, the baby monitor is going crazy. Oh, <laughs> we have right. We have technical difficulties. Now, did either of you guys happen to check out ECW last night? Um, actually, I did not. I fell asleep uh, just as soon as I got done with work. I woke up. It was 11.30. I'm like, suck, I missed ECW. I haven't bothered to download it, though. Yeah, I wait I wait to the weekend. I DVR it, and then I read the uh, reactions to it. And if people give an overwhelming, favorable response, you know, I'll fast forward to the, the things they said are worth watching. <laughs> well, I missed it myself also, but... One thing I noticed is that Tyson Kidd's new nickname, his new nickname is the Dyna- the Dynamite. Now, what do you guys think of this with uh, obvious British Bulldogs and uh oh. <laughs> What is with the beeping sound? Is this some alien force trying to contact us through this, sh- this show? Wow. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the fuck that reminds me of. Uh, I'm thinking of some sci-fi, uh, the co- almost Jody Foster in Contact, trying to decipher someone's trying to send us, uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's some wrestling promotion in the future, you know, trying to send us a code of how to book a, a show in 2009. Okay, hey, I, I'm back, guys. I'm sorry. My, my son woke up. He, he had a nightmare, and uh, he said that uh, the nightmare was the Tony Atlas Evan Bourne match from the next ECW show. Oh God! I, there's there's no there's no point in me watching ECW next week. Then, Lord, I don't even watch it. So um, ECW airs what on Wednesdays? 
Tuesday. Tuesday is at 10 o'clock. Or is it 9 now? They changed their time, right? I was at the, uh, no, it's 10. 9, I, 10, I 10, 9, Tuesdays, Thursdays. What the fuck? Who knows? I, I don't... At, uh, hold on. Didn't you guys get UHD, the Universal High Def Channel? They replay Raw and, like, all these shows all the time now. So how was the um, T.J. Wilson match from last night with Christian? No one saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? No one None of us saw it. Was it on? Or is that next week? Yeah, that uh, was last night, but none of us watched it. Why? I, I had to watch a, a goofy baseball game and interview uh, players, so that explains to me. Uh, these two, no excuse. I believe I, I was doing an audio with, with Kid Zombie at the time it was on. Okay, so there you go. Kevin, I fell asleep after work, so I, I just blew. I blew through it. I didn't even wake up until like eleven thirty last night. Wow! Well, I guess I'll have to download the torrent and then upload the file for you fags to watch the match. I, I don't know if I would uh, respect somebody that said they did watch it. I mean, if you have nothing in your life you can do, I'd rather be reading TV Guide, at, you know, than watch ECW live on a Tuesday night. You don't well. You don't have to torrent that stuff anymore because uh, ECW is now available on Hulu. Uh, what is that? Hulu. Hulu. It's a, it's a YouTube type site. It's like legal files, and you know it's actually authorized. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm you know, I'm I'm lost. I mean, I can't even upload fucking YouTube videos. So I I yeah, can't. You don't even go on Twitter. So ne- never. So <laughs> that that explains why that went over your head. So never mind. I'm sorry. He knows he's watched two RF video shoots, but doesn't hasn't heard of Hulu before. That is a, that's amazing. <laughs> well, you know, hey, us fucking old timers, brother. You know. <laughs> oh, I'm, you can tour, yeah. but you don't know what the fuck Hulu is. No, I don't. You know, that's a, you know, I'm fucking old timer, brother. You know, I'm gonna be 36 on Monday. You know, I'm getting old, so I, I'm out of touch. Thirty-six. What? That's, what? That's bullshit. Yeah, I'm gonna be thirty-six. I was born June eighth, nineteen seventy-three. You act like you act like you're fucking ninety. What the fuck? Hey, I'm a bitter young man. Somebody get this man his Geritol. Shit, I'm just bitter, brother. You know, I'll tell you, I'd go nuts if it weren't for my DVD collection. You getting the pacemaker blues over there, KZ? The what now? The pacemaker blues. Shit. Pacemaker the pacemaker. What was, what was the pacemaker beeping like extremely loud for a couple minutes ago? Did you uh you take some pills? No. That's what it was. Fuck <laughs> suckers. Fuck all. He's on meds. <laughs> all three of you cocksuckers. Fuck you guys. Fuck it's his heart guys. monitor. Somebody calls a nurse. You guys are horrible. You guys. Hey, are you brought it on yourself. Yeah, we're not gonna have a, we're not gonna have a birthday bash this year. We had one last year on the air, but I'm not gonna do one this year. I don't know. Well, good thing because we'll have to call the fire department for all the fucking candles, won't we? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh. We, can't have an ice cream cake, right? Because it'll melt it all. If we can bring a guest, I can bring D Wolf. <laughs> I love him. I have some connections, so uh. 
Hey, hey, Bergen, you you got to tell me that's a gimmick poster. Who is it? I I don't know how long you've been around like a torch. He was Eugene on the uh, on the torch board until that flamed out. Really? But he has a yeah he has a long long history on the uh, the message the uh, pro wrestling message board. So uh, long and storied. It gets it gets a lot deeper. And you I'm sure you guys wouldn't want to know the the miscellaneous stuff. But uh, this is just the latest escapades. <laughs> hey, that's cool. He he can steal my heat all he wants. It's all gravy. But you know I didn't. I did not call into the Observer Radio today. But I will call in the next time they take calls. But I will announce myself, you know, as Matt from San Bruno. And that's fine we'll, with that. And then the bags on the floor can't say nothing. I don't say something either way. That's why I don't know why you are acquiescing to them uh, is, is any sort of moral stance or whatever. They're going to bitch whatever you do. So I I now, now, tell me this. When I come on the air, does Brian, you know, seem like he's sighing, like, oh, fuck this guy again? I don't think so. I never got that impression. Okay, good. Because if you did, I'd have to cut him off from his Florida Championship Wrestling DVDs. <laughs> fucking asshole doesn't even send me postage, you cheap bastard. Speaking of our Florida Championship Wrestling, I believe in uh, July I'm going to have a chance to attend one of their shows. Looking forward to that one. That should be fun. Yeah, the, from from what I hear, they're they're good shows live, and you know, pe- people have a good time, and but uh, you know, whatever, support your local indies. That's what I gotta say. So, yep. uh, Kev, so Kev, are there any uh, any big time indies near you? Um, no, Kentucky indie wrestling for the most part is shit. You've got Ohio Valley wrestling, and. Uh, and, I, and they made their debut in Lexington, Kentucky last week, the second biggest city in the state, and I think they drew like 50 people. And then, uh, Mr. Rob, there you have uh, the IWC, Norm Connors. Uh, well, um, we, we have a lot of indies. It's just, uh, you know, out of the ones I've seen, IWC is really the only worthwhile one for the most part. We have we have FNW, we have KSWA, we have uh, PWX, we got, oh... PWX is pretty good. They've got a couple pretty good workers from PWX. Yeah, they're all right. How about you, Bergen? Are there uh, any big indies near you? Oh, uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say any of them are big whatsoever. You know, other than when Ring of Honor came down earlier this year. But I mean, there's there's smaller ones here and there, but nothing else. Uh, FIP. You you check out FIP live at all? FIP's on the other side of the state, so it's like a it's like a four hour drive. The state is it's insanely large. Oh. Now, now, what part are you from, Kyle? Kyle. Oh, uh, Derek. Kyle, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> I'm down in Port St. Lucie, Florida, which is uh, on the east coast of Florida, kind of like uh, about an hour or two hours from Orlando. Okay, okay. All right, some of you hopping down to Orlando, so <laughs> just trying to scope the wrestling scene, see what's going on down there. There you uh, go. Yeah. Well, not much. What's what's always odd is when I'm reading these these old observers, or when I when I was growing up reading Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Florida was like a hotbed of wrestling. I can't believe that that Kevin Sullivan and Dusty Rhodes, you know, booked this this place beyond uh, recognitions. That even 25 years later, you know, Indies are having a hard time getting people to go to the shows. Fail. Yep, that's it. Well, Kev, plug a uh, yeah, plug the site and the show tomorrow. All right. Well, 
Tomorrow night, angrymarks.com is the place to be. You can join us in the chat room at angrymarks.com forward slash chat. You bitch, you should be in there tonight, but uh, nobody showed up. I don't know what the hell is so important that you can't be in the chat room along with the show, but I can't uh, say anything either because I'm no longer in the chat room myself. Neither Zombie am I. left me like 45 minutes ago, so, uh, you know, it, it may be that kind of night. But listen tomorrow night to the Angry Marks podcast. You can listen to us at... Uh, um, blog talk radio slash angry marks it's going to be a great show we're going tomorrow night it's going to be pretty mma heavy since we've got strike force coming up uh, saturday night we've got wec on sunday night and also going sunday night is going to be wwe's extreme rules pay-per-view um, we're going to get in a little bit of discussion as that as well but most of it is going to be uh, about strike force since our own stevie J is going to be there live at the show he will be if he's not covering the show live from Press Row, then he's going to be Twittering the action. So, you know, it's going to be uh, a lot of great stuff to talk about. And then, as I uh, said earlier in the show, we've got a uh, big major announcement that's uh, going to be changing the Angry Marks Podcast Network. And it's, it's one of those things that I'm going to be really excited about. And it's not only going to be a great benefit to uh, just the listeners, but all the, all the shows from the Angry Marks Podcast podcast network in my opinion are going to greatly benefit from it tremendous thanks for coming in and shooting the shit kev i appreciate it brother no problem all right i will uh talk to you tomorrow night am i the only one that doesn't know this angry mark surprise to, is, is it going to a premium site and we can have the privilege of paying for the shows is no is that the uh i don't no. know either. no no we uh, no that is it is still going to be free I, okay i'll give you a small hint we are adding a new show to the podcast lineup. We are going to have six days of shows on the site. Tuesday, Zero. Wednesday, Ooh. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Six days in a There it is. Six days. That you will ever get for free. iTunes. Oh, somebody tell Stevie that I'm pretty sure that Monday is the, is the biggest day of traffic on the uh, – on the Observer and the Torch site, I'm pretty sure at least, if I remember right, over the last couple of years. So uh, you may want to switch one of those days to, to do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or whatever. Well, it sounded like Monday was the one day there wasn't. That sounds like it should be the one day there is stuff. Well, no, you can't because everybody and their mother is, you know, watching Raw or something. So it's, Yeah, we're, well, we're, all, of, all of us on the staff are, are pretty well, you know, swamped on Monday. I myself am actually doing the WWE Raw recap on the site and... You know, it's usually a pretty big, heavy news day, so we kind of decided, you know, we, you know, as busy as it was, you know, we probably weren't going to draw that many people to the – just kind of worked out better for everybody, so. Okay, that's cool. Good awesome. luck, man. All righty, Kev. Thank you. Thank I will you. speak to you tomorrow evening, brother. All right. I will see you next – I will see you tomorrow night then. All right, brother. Take care. Okay, that was uh... – kill a cat. Oh, boy. Um, I'm I'm getting blown up, and we still have another hour to go. Uh, Mr. Bergen, um, plug the website that you work for. We do the, the Torch Daily Blitz, which, unless you guys can correct me, I think is the only daily audio show, at least Monday through Friday. And uh, we do reviews on DVDs, uh, wrestling books, wrestling comic books. Me and R.D. Reynolds from WrestleCraft talked about the ice cream bars. Me and Keith Lipinski recently talked One Night in China. I mean, every wrestling product under the sun gets discussed, and we have some great guests coming up. It's available at www.pwtorch.com. Awesome. Awesome. Sign up. 
pay your, what is it, eight bucks a month just for the old uh, pro wrestling focus shows from 91, 92, 93 with uh, Wade from from Minnesota. Um, I'm stuck on those, man. Those things are awesome. Uh, but, Mr. Bergen, thanks for coming on. It's always a pleasure to uh, shoot the shit with you, brother. We're going to dedicate today's show to our good friends over at Rovert. <laughs> That's it, brother. I'll talk to you later, brother. Take care, dude. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right. Rob, we're we're done with hour one. So do you oh, I lost Rob as well. So uh we'll we'll wait for Rob to come on and we'll play a couple commercials. Pro wrestling got you down? Need something to lift your spirits? Listen to the podcast at angrymarks.com. If wrestling gets you all hot and bothered, we've got what you need. Visit AngryMarks.com or subscribe for free on iTunes. The AngryMarks.com podcast, where the marks get nothing but satisfaction. Hi guys, this is Gary, 57talk.com, and it's late night here in Scottsdale, Arizona. I just want to thank you for the support for these interviews, these shoot-style interviews, has just gone through the roof. I'm really pleased, I got to tell you. I won't tell you the story of how we got into this. I've been a fan for a long time, and I've wanted to do something along the lines of of wrestling for a long, long time. Haven't really found a good opportunity, but uh, the owners of the Gold Exchange opened it up for me and said that, you know, they'd like to have this type of programming, uh, get a lot of uh, people up on the site. So I took advantage of it, and it's just been amazing. I mean, people are listening to the shows. The guests are calling. I've got a lineup of 10, 12 guests. And uh, it takes about an hour and a half to do the interviews, sometimes two hours. It takes me an hour to prepare, and then i got to edit it. So it's about a three-and-a-half hour. And then I like to review the program. It really is about a four-hour uh, adventure with each guest. And I still have to work during the day at the Gold Exchange. So it's, it's, a, it's a pretty busy schedule, but I'm enjoying it. And uh, what I'd like you to do is do your best to promote 5757talk. Get the word out. And the reason I'd like you to do it is that if the support continues and gets even stronger, we will be able to do even more interviews. We'll be able to get more guests. Now, some guests, i got to be honest, have turned us down. They've wanted to be paid. For example, Bruno Sammartino, one of the first people I asked to do a show, through his representative, Chris Cruz, told me that Bruno has to be paid to do an interview. And I understand. I don't agree with that, but I understand it. And Bruno has the right to, to say that, which is fine. I think he'd be great in a forum like this where he could really talk to his fans. But, but my point is the more people we get to listen, there's going to be more interest from the stars to appear right here at 57talk.com. And I'd like to see the day where you never have to pay for one of these shoot interviews again. I, frankly, I think a lot of them are substandard. They don't mic up the wrestlers. A lot of times they use the camcorder microphone. The audio is terrible. The video is terrible. The questions have no rhyme or reason. And it can be done a better way, which is the way we're doing it right here. And it's not all me. I've got an entire production team. A lot of the people who listen to the shows email in questions, try and help us out with guests. It's a group effort. You can't do something like this by yourself. So do me the favor and do yourself the favor. Promote 57talk.com on any message board within reason that you can. Get the word out. 
get us new listeners, and this way, you know, maybe someday Bruno will decide that he'd like to appear on our show, just as Bill Watts has, Johnny Powers, Buck Robley, Dory Funk, Bill Apter, and the list coming up is going to be fantastic. And I'm getting a little bit better with the interviewing, so I think the shows are going to become even more entertaining. You know, it takes a little bit of while to get into how to do these things and how to ask the question. I'm getting better, and I'm going to hopefully continue to get better. 5757talk.com. Guys, get the word out. The more people that come to the site, the better the chance of getting all the big names. They don't need the little bit of money they're paid for these shoot interviews on DVD. They don't need it. They can do the interviews for free. We can upload them for free. You guys can listen for free. That's the way. That's the future way this 57gold.com. Um, go out of your way to listen to the Bill Watts interviews. Uh, they have a bunch of different other stuff that's just uh, blow away awesome. Um, yeah, we just wrapped up hour one, and I would like to welcome to the show the number one contender to the NWA World Heavyweight title who will be challenging the champion this Saturday, June 6th, in San Francisco at John O'Connell High School. We'll be challenging Blue Demon Jr. for the title, Mr. Old School Oliver John. Welcome to the show, Ollie. How you doing, brother? Ah, doing good, KZ. Doing good. How you doing? Oh, brother, I, I, I'm salivating at the mouth. Um, I, I, I see a, a title change for my birthday. My birthday is Monday, and I have the feeling that, Mr. John... You are going to give me one hell of a birthday gift on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, let's hope everything goes goes well the way I want it to go. That'd be nice. I'm starting to accumulate some belts, so the NWA World Title would be uh, look real nice in my trophy case. Well, let's see. You have the NWA Heritage Title. You have the Pro Wrestling Revolution Title, and don't you have the APW Universal Title as well? Um, I had that. I don't have it currently. So. Okay. But I'll get okay. it back. Okay. I'll get it back. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> there you go. Um, who's the current title? Oh, that's Dylan Drake, right? Dylan Drake, yeah. Dylan's yeah. had the belt for uh, a couple of months now. I think I since December, that. the cage match, yeah. Oh, it's been more than it's been more than a couple of months. The time flies, man. Uh, yeah, that was December at uh, Christmas Chaos. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I I actually watched I watched the the YouTube video of uh, your whole program with with Dylan and ending up with the cage match and. Um, I have to agree, it was one of the top feuds in 08, as, at least on an independent level. Um, good stuff. Um, let, let, let's talk about your opponent, um, Dylan. Um, this kid's got, you know, he's got the look, he's got the charisma, he, he can, you know, grab the mic, he's really good in the ring. Um, he's humble, too. He's a really nice guy. You know, you don't get too many guys that are genuinely nice. Um, what, what are your feelings on Dylan? Dylan's a good, good guy. So, I mean, like like, like everything you said, um, I see him doing really good things if he stays focused and his frame, you know, he, his body kind of goes up and down a little bit. He's never in bad shape, don't get me wrong, but, mm-hmm. you know, with his frame, if he got really focused, that guy could be one hell of a baby face. And I know some some promoters, most people see him as baby face, but a few promoters see him as a heel. So, you know, he could go either way. But I, I really see him as a baby face right now. Mm-hmm. And I think in time he could be really a, an arrogant, uh, really good arrogant heel in time as he develops and grows, you know what I mean? Once he yeah. knows, you know, works babyface long enough, and then he knows in time what he wants to get out of a babyface, mm-hmm. he'll be awesome. He'll be awesome. Especially how young he, you know, how, you know, he's, he's 
young, but not super young. Twenty four. You know, green. You know, in terms of being in the business type of thing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see him more as a white meat baby face now. Um, but when you know when he finally decides to you know turn to the dark side, it, it's going to really mean something. You oh know, he's yeah, that love. He's one of those guys that's just is so pretty. Like mm-hmm. with some arrogance, you'd really hate him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's always well dressed. When he's every bit the shows, he's one of the most well dressed guys. You know, back there, he carries himself really well. So uh, you know, and I I agree with you. You know, all American baby face, but not cheesy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is cool. So that's why it's, he just got a natural thing about him. So as he develops, man, he's going to get better and better with this frame as it fills out and with maturity. I mean, there's there's somebody who's remarkable. So. Now, yeah, um, losing losing to Dylan was a bad thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, that program, it it didn't hurt either one of you. It enhanced both of you, and that's the idea. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. In the end, um, that's that's what it's supposed to do, as opposed to you know burying someone. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, and that's you know the credit to, to John LaRocca mm-hmm. as. Booker of APW, that's what he tries to do. He, he's uh, that guy's a, a true student of the game, you know, like how we work, you know, the, as, a, as one of the boys working to, to wrestle to vex the craft and doing all the studying, studying tapes, uh, keeping a jerk, working on spots, finishes, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. That's how John works at being a booker mm-hmm. and matchmaking. And develop, I mean, he. He studies it, man. He I'll, hey, I'll tell you. all the, those DVDs and just watches old, old stuff and follows the programs. And he's, and he's friends with certain guys in the business who are great bookers and, and gets to pick their brains. You know, he's earning the trust of some, some big names out there. So, you know, John can seriously do some things in terms of the writing end and, and move, move along and, and to bigger and better things. I really believe it. So, mm-hmm. Well, I – I first met John in 97, and, you know, we would, uh, we met at the Gym Wars, and then we would trade tapes, and, you know, he was, he was, he was smarter than a, than a smart mark, if you know what I mean, you mm-hmm. know, where he actually, you know, we would, we would sit down after shows and, and, you know, sit with Roland and the boys, and, you know, we'd actually talk and bounce ideas off Roland, and, you know, from time to time, he would use them. And he would just come up with, with just these ideas that you know, that would blow me away. And then I would ask, hey, you know, uh, for a reference point, you know, where would you come up with that idea? Well, he said that he would say, you know, this certain show for Bill Watts, you know, kind of, kind of gave me that idea. And I'm like, dude, keep doing this shit. And you know, obviously he's, you know, he's doing something really good with the APW product. Mm-hmm. And see, it's just so a matter of you know staying at you know, the younger guys need to learn this because you know it can be frustrating sometimes because of the pecking order and the hierarchy and all that and you know dues paid and all that. But you know the, the opportunity came for him when you know Gabe Ramirez and, and Jason Dedrick they split you know from APW to do their own thing. Well, he'd been there and that was his opportunity to come in and, and bring his his vision in. You know so. It's just, you know, keep in the trenches, you know, because everybody grows and moves on to different things, different pastures, and, and 
you know, John did it. John stuck around and stuck with it. Because, I mean, you know, we all go through those times where it's like, yeah, you know what, I need to do something else with my life or whatever. I just rest some things, not panning out, whatever. And, you know, people break from it, you know, too soon where there's opportunities to really develop and grow and prove yourself. So John's a testament yeah, to it. You I know, John, John stuck with it. Um, Gabe stuck with it, you know. Look oh, at yeah. Jesus. Gabe's doing yeah. some, some big things, you know, on the indie scene. And he's underestimated. That dude's drawing some some numbers, you know. You know, um, he just had a show uh, in Milpitas, uh, yeah. In Milpitas, and you know, as far as indies go, the draw was good, but they weren't pleased with it. They want no. if they're used to a certain number and less than that. What most promoters would be happy with, they're like, oh man, you know, because they're used to you know a thousand or more, mm-hmm. and their vision is to do more than that. So you know, well, keep your eyes the- on. That was the the first show in the Milpitas market for uh, Pro Wrestling Revolution. Um, mm-hmm. They they drew five six hundred or so, which is great for a fucking indie. But yeah, not for Gabe. Now his standard is different. His vision is bigger. He's hungry, and yeah. uh, he and his wife work hard at it. I mean, that's what they do. It's mm-hmm. not you know, that's what he does. You know, it's it's gotten big enough that it. You know, he's got to work with that, and he's even, man, I need to, you know, start, I need a staff, because there's so much work yeah. to do, and the guy hustles hard, you know, say what you will about him, you know, he's, you know, he's tough, you know, he's tough, and he's demanding of what he wants, and how he wants, and some guys, you know, don't mess well with them on a personality level, but, you know, he knows what he wants, and he's pretty, you know, he's kind of like a little Bill Wattsish, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he'll tell you himself. And, you know, but he's got a vision. That's how he wants it. He's particular. And, you know, uh, some of us, you know, in the indies, as workers, I get a little bit of a big head. And, oh, I don't want to, you know, do that. And it, yeah, it's it's a job. Yeah, he's, he's hiring you for a job. You come in. This is what his vision wants. When I go work at my, you know, for my employer, that's their vision. Hey, they're taking the risk. So if that's your vision, you work with it. You either do or you don't, you know. If you're not comfortable with it, then, you know, you bounce. You say, ah, we just couldn't come up with a, you know. Agreeable terms, and that's it. You know, no hard feelings. You know, no harm, no foul. But he's got a he's got a vision. He wants to take it a certain way, and you know, guys are willing to, and girls are willing to work with it. You know, he's willing to you know stick his neck out for you and push for you to go to bigger and better things. That's you know, Gabe's really big on that. You know, so now Gabe, Gabe, you know, hooking up with APW and and Revolution have been really good because they've opened my eyes to kind of take uh, the reins a little bit of my own destiny and, and promote myself and market myself, which was, was a big weakness for me. So uh, it's really been now, good. It's, it's opening doors for me. So. Now, Gabe, Gabe listens to the show. I know Gabe is listening right now. So uh-huh. I, am, I am going to give him constructive criticism, but Gabe knows where I'm coming from. I'm just being honest and telling him how I feel. Now, mm-hmm. they took a big chance last weekend. They they were running a show in a brand spanking new market for them. They they went in with a higher payroll than I think they should have. I think they should have left off a couple of the bigger names, Super Crazy and Eo uh, Del Rey Mysterio. I would have went in with the with the minis, you know, and then put you on top for the title match. I wouldn't, you know, he he took a hit. He took a hit, and you know, he he tried to pop the town. 
but I don't think you can do it on the first shot. But, you know, he's still learning. So, I mean, I'm not knocking the guy. I'm just being yeah, honest. It's one of those things, you know, it's, it's one of the, it, and that's a decision where you're not necessarily right or wrong on it because he's, got, he's done that in other towns. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm going full barrels, both barrels loaded, and it pays off for him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you know, you, you win some and, well, he, he was some there too. I, I think the show went fine and, you know, it, it, the draw was good in, in comparison to others, but, you know, not quite to what he likes to do his standard. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's learning things and, and we're all learning things. And I, I think it was, a you know, the show went well. Mm-hmm. We were pleased with it. So uh, they would, we would all like to see more numbers. We've gotten used to them, you know, we've just gotten used to it. But, uh it's you know sometimes you take those lumps you learn from them and they callous you a little bit too they keep you keep you ground keep you humble keep you hungry I think I think it's it definitely hasn't it didn't discourage any of us it uh, it fired us up to work harder for the next shows and San Francisco is going to be a hell of a show and uh, you know oh, yeah there's some big things brewing revolution and some more dates so I think uh, you know good things are to come so it, it's it, it's a minor hiccup at at, uh, at worst you know. Well, like I said, it's it, with with me, Gabe. It's it's constructive criticism. I, I you know, I I hold no allegiance to anyone except for the boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I got my first year. I had a a, a a local wrestling company up here as a sponsor, and for a year, and it 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 caused a problem. And I learned my lesson not to have any companies as my sponsor. I yeah. am impartial. I will have anybody on the air. I'll have any owner on the air. I don't care. I will plug your shit. I'll plug anybody. It's mm-hmm. all about it's all about this territory up here. It's all about the scene in Northern California. That's what it's about, as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah. You know, you know the more the more the boys get to work, you know, the bigger steak they can eat after. Well, and, and that's true. And also, the more people who are doing it uh, and learning. You know, there's you know, there's going to be a lot of crap, but there's a lot chance, a lot better chance that somebody, some of the more skilled ones, are going to figure it out and build things bigger, to where there doesn't have to be a. a I mean, I'm all for having more and more promoters and all that stuff and options, but you want some some cream to rise from the crop. You know what I mean? And you want the cream of the crop, and a few to really get successful to where there's better money. Um, and they're figuring it out, the, the, the hot ones that could do to and replicate it in another town and another town to where, you know, hell, it's pretty much, you know, a little territory. That would be, you know, that's, the, the I think, the goal for all the uh, indie promoters. Mm-hmm. But I think we're getting some better talent. I think we're starting to really figure out uh, storytelling. I think the promoters are starting to figure out more storytelling. So it's not just a bunch of... Uh, you know, each match is trying to become the you know five star classic match where you see everything. It's more the shows are being booked to have a certain theme, and one match isn't trying. You know, the early matches aren't trying to get over bigger than the the main event and the semi. You know, those type of things. I'm it's not. It's not. It's not ROH from 2002. I'll tell you that. It's not a fucking all star show. Don't you know, pace properly. Yeah, you know because you know, no, really. A show should be like a match, you know. It's going to have its high spots. It's going to have its settle downs, you know, and then and then you crescendo at the end, you know. You don't want to blow the water early. I mean, it's, it could be a hell of a show, man. They see everything that one show. Well, 
you got to come back and top it. You got to come back and top it. You, you can only top it so much. And you know, in the old days, you knew when you had a blow up that when you came back, you're going to have to. You know, the old Roy Shires thing. You know, by, by the time they did that battle royal deal, the big old you know deal that the big blow off. You know, they knew if they had the big show. It was going to be you know every January. Build it back that up. It. Build it back up to the peak. Then the house is going to be down. Build it back up. Build it back up. So on and so forth. Then you can keep the territory hot for a longer time. There it is. Now, now, as far as uh, let's get back to Gabe. Um, as far as his his uh, promoting style, um, you can you can like you said, I do see some Watts influence. Um, I do see a lot of Roland as well. Um, mm-hmm. Roland is a hell of a teacher. Oh yeah, he's a hell of a teacher. You know, Roland's well, been around it for well, a long, long time, and he, you know he says it, and he passes this on to his students over there. You know, be a sponge. You know, soak up everything. Be a student of the game. And Roland, you know, Roland is, and still to this day is. You know, so even though he's not a guy who was in there doing it, he's still there's still knowledge there. There's he he saw the stuff that we hear about. You know, and he was in the thick of it back then. So, and that's what he passed on, and, and it's good. It's it. APW guys, when you train at APW, you're going to be solid, you know, and they're big on the, you know, Roland says it about the fundamentals. He's big on the fundamentals, you know. You want that solid, solid foundation. And then from there, you've got a solid foundation, then you can build upon that. If you don't have a solid foundation, there's going to be big holes in your stuff, so. Well, yeah, Roland just doesn't, just doesn't have the instructors teach them how to take bumps, you know, how to do holds and whatnot. He teaches the business. He teaches locker room etiquette. He teaches how to be a professional when you're around fans, um, how to carry yourself. Um, and, and I give him credit because a lot of these stooges that open up schools, you know, they, they take his money, they train him for a month, and they send him out. Mm-hmm. That's a joke. They're not teaching anybody. They're not passing on knowledge. And, it, you know, it's a shame. Um, we don't have much of that out here. Um, I'm not going to bury any anybody, but there's not much of it out here. Um, the people that do train here do things properly. Um, I notice it in the the East Coast. A lot of East Coast guys, um, some of these guys have no clue. You know, they figure they can go on high spots and you know order their kick pads and their you know little pleather pants and their workers. No, no. I mean, you know, when I was when I was doing the shoot interview with Michael Modest. You know, he said that it takes a good 10 years to become a worker. Oh, yeah. Easy. It was sooner It was sooner in the old days. You know, you could, you know, like Ricky Steamboat talks about his first year, he had 300-something-odd matches his first year. Yeah. Getting led by a guy who's been in the business for 20, you know. So it's different. The learning curve takes a lot longer now because, for one, we're in a wrestling school. You don't learn the interaction. You learn, you know – Moves, you know, you learn and you brainstorm. That's why all the moves got so creative. One, the guys got smaller. Two, you know, you weren't working in front of people, so you just come up with stuff. You're not really testing, and then it's like, boom, just throw all the stuff out there. And there's nobody old saying, hey, cut that stuff down because I'm old and I'm going to take a two-foot backdrop, and that's going to be my big move. So you can't do that stuff. You know, there was a different quality control. Like when, when my trainer came in, he saw a guy, God, I forgot the guy's name, but this, this dude in Detroit and the smaller – there was the big one with the, the Sheik's uh, company, and then there was uh, another one, and that's what Paul DeMarco was with. And there was this dude 
who took the biggest bumps and backers. He took unbelievable bumps. He'd try to break the ref. The ref owned the ring, and he'd break the ring all the time. That was his goal. And he took these big, huge bumps. So when Paul went to uh, – he copied this dude. And when he went down to uh, – I forgot where it was. It might have been Georgia. And he's taking these big, huge bumps. I'm just going to outwork these dudes, you know, and outdo them. Well, the guys in the main events were old, like Bronco Lubitsch and these other dudes taking three, you know, four-foot backdrops. And they just went to Leo Garbani and squash him. Squash me doing too much stuff. So they kept he kept doing jobs for like a couple of years or something. And then finally someone pulled him aside, you know, and the opportunity, someone left and hipped him to what, I think it was, I think it was Garibaldi, hipped him to what they wanted. And switched it and did an angle with Johnny Valentine. And then that's when he got his break. But, you know, there isn't that there now, you know, in these indie shows. It's, uh, you're booked with you, you're booked with you. Okay, go figure out your stuff. You know, you're over, he's under, you know, and then they can do whatever they want. There's nobody there saying, look, you're not going to do this. Of course, back then you had you, your life, they paid your bills, you know. If you didn't do what they wanted, you get fired. Well, now there's, you know, not a whole lot of money on the indie scene. So it's like, well, shall just go to the other indie that's not getting money. So, you know, you, there's not as much leverage for the promoters, you know. Either so the, or, or the bookers and or the bookers so that's where this you know the all the topping yourself topping yourself topping yourself no sell you know spot fest came from now now you you've worked for many companies you you've been in many different locker rooms you you've worked for um, many different owners and bookers um, now I want you to be brutally honest with me okay out of all the guys that you have worked with you know in the back. Who, in your honest opinion, is the best finish man that's ever given you a finish? And what was uh, it? Give me a finish. Who, who would think? Mine are really simple, but, you know, somebody I'm, I'm really leaning uh, towards uh, in terms of the book or in the booking. I don't know if it's giving the best finish, but I think the guy that has the most potential uh, in time is, is John LaRocca. I think you should keep your eyes on him in terms of a booker. Uh, the guy keeps things uh, simple, and it flows. Um, Gabe really good in terms of promoting me and giving me some good finishes of Revolution. I think the finishes have gotten a lot better with Revolution, too. And he's got some ideas and some tricks up his sleeve, which is pretty cool. And he's got Tom Caster working with him, too, and Rick Luxury is working with him on a creative level. So you're getting that group together, and it's pulling some stuff together that are really good. Because Rick, Rick is really an amazing. He was, just, I think oh, he was just on your show not too long ago, wasn't it? Last week. Uh, you know, Ricky, Ricky was on. Ricky was on last week, and you know what? That that, dude, that man. Keep your eye on on him as his body's coming together. That's the no one. Rick, if you're listening, for God's sake, man, your work is unbelievable. Get your, get your body together. That's, that's the it. Ingredient he's missing that's right what, now. That that's what. Would, that's what he, he mentioned. Get some bigger opportunities. That's that's what Ricky mentioned. That it was for him and MTT. That's it. It's the body. They have everything it's else. The body. That's their it. work rate is so good. MPT is. I mean, he's. I started work with MPT uh, a few years back. Uh, Schizo was training him, and I came. Back and I was looking for somebody to train with, so I called an old buddy of mine who they called uh, Mark, and he called Zach because Zach had a school up there, and he, so I was traveling up there and. We went. I was exclusively working with MPT, and MPT was at the point where that guy could do some stuff. 
but he needed to settle it down and slow it down. And so, mm-hmm. and with Zach, it's just ridiculous because he's so natural. I could t- like I could tell him, and I'll know it, and then I won't. I'll teach it, and then I won't do it in the match. I could tell Zach. He'll remember it and do it, and that's it. You can tell him once, and he, he's so natural at it. He's just incredible. The dude's incredibly athletically, incredible athletically. He can do pretty much anything, uh, and he's smart. He knows how to think about the why and put emotion into everything. He's really become polished, and Rick is the same way. Rick, a, a few years back, because we started, I think I met Rick uh, in SPW mm-hmm. and Iron. And Rick could just come up with some really creative stuff, but there was a lot more stuff than he needed to do. He simplified his stuff, and he narrows it down to you know, two to three themes, like one main theme, and there's a couple sub-themes in a match. So you right. take this one creative thing, and that becomes the whole match. That's the difference. And Rick's work has gotten so polished. And his body's come to it's, it's made a big difference. But, man, that guy got, you know, the bodies of both of them, and Max improved his body quite a bit too. I was, but they need to keep keep working and get serious about it. And it takes time, you know. I mean, for me, I was uh, a couple of years ago at uh, Cauliflower. I was like 240, but I saw you know pictures of the match with me and Go Shiozaki. I didn't have a look. Look, I felt 240. I was strong as an ox, but I didn't look 240. I was just the illusion. My waist was too big. My ass was too big. So I started dieting now. I did it slowly. And now I'm down like 195, but I don't look 195. But it, well, I did over. Uh, see what was it? Was it last July when we when we broke bread after the big time show? You were what about yeah. two and a quarter then? You know yeah, when you were there. Uh, that was right after Go or right before Go. Right. And that's when I decided that okay, I'm bulky, but it's not. I'm not what my weight is. I need to cut down. And I just said, right. hey, I'm going to wait till I got veins out of my legs. And whatever my waist, weight is, that's my weight. And I'm going to do it slow. I'm going to take my time because in the past I've cut down too fast. And I lost mm-hmm. tons of muscle with it. So now I haven't lost a ton of muscle. I'll probably lost a little bit. But now I'm down to pretty much as lean as I'm going to get. And now I'm going to, I've am going just switched my train to where I'm starting to lift more weights. And I'm going to put on muscle slowly but surely and have it just be all muscle and and but, you know, five pounds will look like 10 pounds, basically. Yeah, I, I, I was shocked. Um, you know, I was sitting there, I ordered my ribs, and, and you were looking at the menu, and you had out your little Weight Watchers uh, point system there. I was like, dude, but, hey, you know, this shit works. Yeah, I eat you know? whatever I want. It's not some special diet. I eat whatever I want, but I eat small and I eat often. I can eat whatever I like. If it's high calorie, I eat less of it. If it's low calorie, I eat more of it, you know. It's pretty sensible, and I just don't eat till I'm full. I, if I'm hungry an hour later, then I can eat again. If it's two hours, it's two hours. You know, I just never eat till I'm I, – I don't ever stuff my face. I don't ever stuff my face. And now that I've switched my training to where I'm lifting heavier, I am hungrier, so I eat more often. But it's the same time as I don't eat till I'm full. Um, you see, Oliver, we're going to take a quick break. i got to play a commercial, so we'll, we'll be That's back awesome. in just a minute. Sounds good. Pro Wrestling Got You Down? Need something to lift your spirits? Listen to the podcast at angrymarks.com. If wrestling gets you all hot and bothered, we've got what you need. Visit angrymarks.com or subscribe for free on iTunes. The angrymarks.com podcast, where the marks get nothing but satisfaction.
Actually, Oliver, I can't tell a lie. I had to play the commercial so I can grind my coffee beans. <laughs> <It's> nice work. <laughs> That's a shoot, brother. <laughs> uh, man, you got to get you need the, the liquid energy, man. That's it. That's I'm it. I'm an Americano junkie, so I, I drink those things all day. Oh, dude, I love Americanos as well. They're awesome. Well, let's uh, let's uh, let's get down to business before uh, Gabe texts me and gets angry. So um, <laughs> let's uh, run down the show uh, this Saturday at John O'Connell High School, San Francisco. Uh, www.prowrestling-revolution.com. Um, we're gonna start at the bottom. Um, now, you worked against Mr. Wrestling 4 last week, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Wrestling 4 will be in the opening contest against Wrestling Personified Rick Luxury. Um, this match has the potential to steal the show. Um, Absolutely. Rick is, Rick is Rick. Okay, that's all I have to say. And I'll tell you, Mr. Wrestling 4 has, has impressed to me. He's been watching his Mid-South tapes. He's been watching his Georgia tapes. He has Mr. Wrestling 2's knee, dr- knee lift down. Mm-hmm. I mean, just amazing. This this match could possibly steal the show. Um, I honestly don't think so because, you know, you holding up that big gold belt is going to do it for me. But um, <laughs> what, what do you think of uh, these two guys in this match, and, and do you think that they're going to, uh, that they're going to bring it? Well, I've seen them in the past, and Rick and Four. Uh, there's just a certain, you know, there's certain matchups where the styles mesh. They just gel right. There's just something special about it. And everybody who comes out, I mean, make sure you get there early because this is a match that you don't want to miss. They, I, I saw them. We had uh, a, a super crazy uh, the Friday before the Milpitas show because he's scouting talent from Mexico, and uh, they locked horns in there just in a workout setting, and uh, incredible. The stuff that I saw out of them, and I, and I just, it was amazing um, to watch them. I mean, they were long matches, mind you, but they just gel, and that was just a small taste. That's not in front of a, an audience that they're feeding off of and all that, and, it's going to be crazy. They're, those guys are going to have such a solid old school with Rick there. It's, he's going to, it's going to be creative. Um, and Mr. Wrestling 4 really is gelling. You know, uh, it's big time, and Thor loves it. He loves working that, that old uh, southern style, and you add a couple of years of doing it, and it's it's everything, all the work and all the effort and all the study, it's coming. He's starting to really, really, really gel beyond what he already does before because he's already an incredible talent. It's, there's a maturity to it and a polish to it that's getting ridiculous. And then you add that to Rick really coming into his own now, and his polish is incredible. So the, the two of them, it's going to be on. I, I hate to say that they you know, could steal the show, but, yes, they could very well steal the show because uh, I'm going to be uh, busy stealing the uh, NWA world title from Blue Demon. Hey, if you need a chair, brother, just ask. We're going to get the nice. milk off that dirty Mexican. You know, the thing is with, with Demon, you know, he's been coming around, you know, into the NWA. And he's, I, I, will t- I won't take anything from Blue Demon Jr. The guy is, is, is a class act. He's got the experience. 
at his age, the type of shape he is in is incredible. He's worthy of being the world's heavyweight champion. However, he's not worthy over me being the NWA world's champion. Understand, I'm hungrier than Blue Demon. I'm younger than Blue Demon. I'm in better shape than Blue Demon. I'm stronger than Blue Demon. He might have an edge in experience, but that doesn't matter. Blue Demon, get ready right now as your knees are shaking and your legs are weak and you're sweating bullets under that blue mask. You're, I don't know what you have to hide, my man. Get ready for this. You're going to lose that NWA's world title come this weekend at John O'Connell High School. 7 p.m. Everybody, don't miss it. you got to get there early. Like I said, you don't want to miss Rick Luxury and Mr. Wrestling 4. And the rest of the card, it's back from top to bottom. It, yeah, I mean, it could out. be our best show yet. So, uh, they didn't, they haven't even don't announced miss everything. You don't want to miss history in the making. Added. I'm right now known in Mexico as the double champion. I'm going to be the triple champion come this week. There's no doubt about it. I'm going to be the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Mark my words on it. And the next, the next match on the card, we it's a, a tag team uh, special attraction. We have the Polyester Express, um, which I think is Matt Carlos, and I still remember the other kid. Uh, and a couple young guys. Stuff? Yeah, they're both uh, APW uh, yes. students. Uh, mm-hmm. They're 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 products of APW, so you know it's solid. They're solid, solid, uh, up and coming. They're hungry and they want more exposure. But they're going to begin there with uh, Derek Sanders and Zach Reeb, a.k.a. MPC. Now, there's no way. You know, you, you got two hungry, hungry kids out there, and they're going to, they want to show what they can do, but there ain't no way they're going to beat the Border Patrol. They're going to give them a big, a big run. They're going to push the Border Patrol, but the Border Patrol always comes out on top. That's why we're the best in the NWA. That's why we're the biggest talk on NWA Wrestling Showcase. That's why when we're not at the shows, when they, for instance, they had a show in, in uh, that we were unable to make. Actually, we were blocked because they didn't even want us on the show because everybody's afraid of us. Out in uh, in uh, South Dakota, the people were talking about the Border Patrol. Every time we popped up on the screen, the place erupted. Border Patrol signs. Everybody wanted to know. Everybody wanted to buy Bo- Border Patrol uh, T-shirts. They didn't have them there. They, they're just scared of the Border Patrol. We're taking over the entire NWA and uh, they're going to knock down the Polyester Express, and they're going to win those. N- they're going to win those NWA Revolution titles come uh, June 26th in Santa Maria. Mm-hmm. Now I'll tell you, um, I- I'm going to shoot. I'm going to be honest. Um, uh-huh. I have I have never liked Nathan Rules. Um, both I I met him in '97 as well when he started training. Um, the guy's a goof. Um, now MPT Zach Reeb is a definite upgrade. Um, now the Border Patrol, as far as a tandem and a trio, is solid. There are no chinks in that armor anymore. Um, keep your eyes out for the Border Patrol. That's all I've got to say. Um, and if you're Mexican, watch back. That's all I'm saying. Uh, next up, where it doesn't matter. Me. You, you know, it, it, it's fine. If you're here legally, we have no problems with legal immigration. It, it doesn't matter if you're Canadian. It doesn't matter if you're Mexican. It doesn't matter if you're Argentinian. It doesn't matter if you're Chinese, Japanese, Hmong. We don't care. If you're here illegally and you're sitting off the system and you're taking jobs from right-thinking good Americans, citizens, or legal, legal immigrants, we have no problem with you. But you best bring your ID and show identification because if you don't have it, we're shipping you out. Ha-ha, <laughs> tremendous. So the... 
the uh, next match, we have um, the minis. Um, Bikino, P. Roth taking on Octagon Cito. Um, Octagon Cito is just just insane. Um, just fun stuff there. Um, what, what more can I say? I mean, they're the minis from CMLL, what, or AAA, excuse me. What more can I say about those guys? Now, I'll tell you, there's one thing that is missing from the Border Patrol stable, and that's a mini. Uh, we had one. We had one, but uh, we had the Puerto Rican contingent. He was uh, the giant mini. He was big for, I mean, he could go either way. He could either be a light, you know, cruiserweight. He was at that border mm-hmm. cruiserweight, or he was the most powerful mini. But uh, he his his services were needed back in Puerto Rico. So, uh, but we might bring him back out in the woodwork uh, come soon, come soon because uh, Octagon Cito is uh, is somebody I'm not too sure if his uh, if his papers are good. If you know what I mean. And uh, I've seen him <laughs> have to check that out, brother. Out, he, I've been on tour with him, and I've never seen somebody a human eat so much food in one <laughs> sitting. It's insane, and so I know that uh, if he comes over here and his papers aren't good, I'm telling you what, I'm a fan of buffets, Chinese buffets. He would eat me under the table. There's no way I could, I could, we'll ship him out before he takes my uh, egg foo young and my general chicken from me. <laughs> understand so good. So I'm going to see, get ready, because we got somebody in the woodworks for you, my man. You, you can run, you can hide. You can eat everybody's food, but you're going to eat it for long, boy. We're going to send you back packing. You know, I would, I would love to see you guys bring back uh, your mini, your mini buddy, and uh, have an eight-man uh, mixed match with the three of you, Border Patrol, and the uh, mini Border Patrol, against probably the Mysterios and Octagoncito uh, and some other, you know, no-name idiot from the Mission District. Um, I think that would be pretty fun. Um, now let's uh we're gonna shoot up to the semi main event. Uh we have Vaquero Phantasma, which is uh I think he's like a cousin to the original Phantasma if I remember right. Um Anarchia, who I don't know, and Blackfish, the former uh Fishman Junior. Um, you know, he decided to go to the dark side, which is good for him. They'll be taking on the returning EO de Ravis Curio, uh Ulysses, who is an amazing talent. He uh, also goes as the Golden Lion um, for the NWA Showcase down south, and Elamante, who's another uh, pretty pretty good talent. So this is going to be your basic 30-minute uh, lucha match. So you know, I I, I can uh, uh, Oliver, I'll bet you twenty dollars that the Mexican wins. <laughs> I like it. You love the sure bet. I like what I like about you, man. <laughs> hey, brother, I'm uh, I'm in the Border Patrol corner, so. I appreciate it. And uh, the main event for the NWA World Heavyweight title, uh, you're going to be taking on Blue Demon Jr. Um, whether you win, lose, draw, um, this match has got match of the year written all over it just because on paper um, the, the two of you are both great athletes. Um, I've, I've seen Blue Demon, you know, I've been following Blue Demon for, you know, good 15 so years. You know, and uh, I've been following you as well. Um, like I said, I mean, you know, to be honest, um, neither you or Demon will win, be the winners of this match. Us, the fans in attendance, will be the winners of that match because oh, we yeah. will be entertained. Um, 
just because uh, just because of the talents that you both have, um, and it's just going to be a damn good match. You know, no matter who wins, loses, you know, whatever, it's still going to be a hell of a match. Um, let, let, let's talk about um, your 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 opinions on Blue Demon as a worker because you've seen him, you've you've worked with him before, you've been on shows with him before, you've been at the NWA tapings with him before. Um, what, what do you think of Demon as as an in ring talent? In ring talent, um, and this is really reflecting, you know, getting to work with somebody who's got the experience. Mm-hmm. Is incredible. It's it's just different than working somebody who's young. And sometimes we get a little too excited, you know, and, and do too much. He's he's a he's a class class classy worker. You're kind of like um, you know how Barry Windham in his prime, where everything he just makes everything look easy, mm-hmm. and it's fluid, and it's pretty. It's safe. But physical, that's what's good about him. You know, he wants a physical match. He doesn't want you going in there and taking the night off. Right. Uh, he's just he's a class act. He's a class act when he comes, you know, dealing with all the other talent. Um, he's a professional, you know, and that's it's it's an honor to get to wrestle him. So and it, I know I I come out. Of, I I, I enjoy him. Demon Jr. When you're done, you're a better worker than when you came into the ring. I have There's to agree. No about it. And that's in now, getting those opportunities to, to work with uh, veterans like that who have been mm-hmm. in the business for years and years is awesome because that's that's who you learn from. It, it's great because it, it's really kind of how everybody got to do it, you know, you know, pre the end of the territories type of thing, you know, and then when the indies kind of came along. It's, you know, it's a lot of, you know, indies are a lot of guys with the same experience level trying to figure it out. Well, this is getting to go in there and go in there with the teacher, you know, and get to be the pupil, you know, and coming out and, and, and being better than you were when you stepped in. It's, it's awesome, and it's an op- awesome opportunity for me. And I thank uh, Dave Ramirez for, and Pro Wrestling Revolution and the NWA to give me this position where I can go and I can improve and learn. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm really fortunate to be in the position I'm in right now. Now, Demon, um he he's not a quote unquote high flyer. He's more ground based, but he can fly when needed. Um, I I can't even get close to comparing him in the ring to Blue Panther because Blue Panther is just on a whole different planet. But he's more along that style, um, kind of an old school hold for hold. Can fly when needed. Um, can keep up with pretty much anybody. Um, I've seen you know Demon do his thing with with the young Flippy Flyers. I've seen him you know get in there with uh, Dos Caras, you know, with the mm-hmm. older guys, and then, you know, grind out three minutes. So he mm-hmm. can adapt to pretty he, much any he, style, same as you. He, that's the thing about him. He's flexible, man. He can work with anybody, you know. He, that's why he can work. And that's, what, you know, that's the thing, you know, to have a, a Lucha guy come up, and he can work American, you know. He can work any style. He's, 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 got, some ex- he's got incredible amounts of experience. He's not but a pleasure to work with, and uh, he's awesome. He's absolutely awesome. But not yeah. so awesome that he's going to hold on to the NWA World title. I'm going to take it from him. No. No. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's out with the old and with the new, and that's all fine that he's got that experience, and I'm in a great position where I can learn from him, and I'm thankful for that. But there's just no way. I'm younger, I'm hungrier, and this is a young man's game. And 
I'm headed into my prime. I hate to say it, but I think that uh, you may find out that uh, Blue Dixon is might just be past his prime. He might be on, on his, you know, he's in the Masters League, and that's, how, that's what I think. He's, he's tough. He's still got it. He's got experience, but I've got some youth and some uh, – got some tricks up my sleeve. I don't, he's got tricks too, but you know what? I've been around a long time too. I've seen a lot of those tricks, so I'm not really concerned with it. Now, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, you know, along the K-Fabe line here. Um, it's, it's a shame that the NWA showcase is not on a bigger stage. Because this, since the relaunch, the story has been you and the Border Patrol chasing Blue Demon. And it's, it's, it's progressed because I've watched the TVs, you know, and it's progressed, progressed. You know, and this match honestly could do 10,000 in Mexico. Honestly. Or even, you know, uh, 5,000 in, in, a, in a smaller arena out here if there were, uh, you know, a, a larger TV presence. Because if things were built properly, and I give uh, the powers that be for the NWA all the props in the world, because, you know, be honest, Ollie, they, the way you come off on the TV, brother, you know, it's a big deal when you're on the screen. You're a fucking star. And it's, it, it shines through the TV. And it's just a shame that more people aren't seeing it. Um, it's, you know, honestly, they, I mean... I, I, I'm, you know, I'm a fucking mark, man. You know, they sold me, you know. I'm fucking ready for you to win the title on Saturday because the TV told me so. You know, and it's but just a shame that more people don't see it. It's getting closer, though. I, you know, I'll tell you, and you know, that's the, the tenacity of uh, Dave Marquez because, you know, he's he's been working at this for 10 years, you know, getting to this point and taking his lumps and bumps and, on that learning curve, like we were talking about earlier, you know, it's it's the guy to do this. It's it's you know, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And you know, for me, I'm you know, I'm no I'm I'm no spring chicken myself, but I never I never quit. Not entirely. I may have taken breaks or wondering oh should I do, it? but I, you know, I always end up reevaluating what do I need to do. And to this day, you know, I, I routinely. Uh, reset my goals and see where it goes and set goals and then reevaluate in three months okay this worked this didn't I need to work on this and try to be honest with myself and the you know guys like Gabe and uh, Dave Marquez you know they're doing that too and so you know Dave's tried to launch things uh, on more than one occasion you know and they got some going and then it didn't quite work out the way they wanted you know and they keep getting closer to the prize so just uh, keep looking for them you know all these guys who are working at it and not quitting you know what I mean? They might take their lumps and bumps, but they learn from it and say, you know what, how can I come back and hit this in another angle and see how this is going to work? These are some, uh, some tenacious people who are not quitting. They're not quitters, and they've got a vision for something bigger than what most indie guys, you know, are are going for. So, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, you know, you're pretty acquired it. We'd like to see it on a, on a bigger stage, but, you know, they're, they're inching closer and closer to it, and they keep learning from uh, – mistakes made and keep improving the product as long as you improve and you it's never perfect but you if you make the goal that hey no matter what i'm going to improve i'm going to improve it doesn't have to be perfect i just got to keep showing up man just keep showing up and it's not it's a roller coaster ride but it's a hell of a ride you know the valleys suck but the peaks are wonderful so as long as you will keep willing to keep doing it you're going to keep you know getting closer to the the day everybody's going to have their day to shine eventually if you don't quit so well i guess that's uh on that note, um, 
let's wrap it up. Uh, Champ, how could uh, people contact you if they want to book you or, or send you hate mail? Uh, <laughs> either way, um, you, know, you can contact me uh, via my MySpace or probably Facebook is the best. If you just uh, look for Oliver John or old school Oliver John, I don't have the actual address. I, mean, I think I did this last time. I didn't have the actual address. Just the type it in. Or you're in my top 20. Uh, OliverJohn.com. So. Oliver... Um, dash john.com and it'll take you to my myspace tremendous all right champ hopefully yeah, like you're ready that. for like saturday that. brother Steven, you get used to that too because pretty soon you're going to be nothing but the former champ and you're going to be to me paying homage to the two the true king of the nwa that's oliver john and don't forget it i have a nice bottle of champagne chilling in my fridge ready for us to pop open in the locker room when uh, all is said and done so, brother, I will see you come Saturday, and uh, good luck. You know what the hell with it. You don't need luck. You're good. I don't need it. Demon needs luck because that's all he's got. That's the only prayer he's got is Lady Luck on his side to hold on to that NWA title, but he's not going to hold on to it. His back's going to be on the mat. He's going to be staring at the lights, not knowing what hit him. But Blue Demon Jr., guess what hits you? Border Patrol, Oliver John, shipping you back to Mexico. Not a champion, nothing but a chump. I'm your NWA World's Champion. Don't forget it. Everybody be there. John O'Connell High School, 7 p.m. Doors open at 6. And the address is 2355 Folsom Street, San Francisco, California. And uh, you can get your uh, tickets pre-sale at www.prowrestlingrevolution.com. That's that's it. You did the hard plug for me. Awesome champ. Thanks for coming on. It's always a pleasure to to, uh, shoot the shit with you, brother. And uh, I will talk to you on Saturday. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Not a problem, brother. Take care. Good night. Okay, that was old school Oliver John, the next NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Oliver's getting his title shot, another uh, rematch with Blue Demon Jr. uh, this Saturday night. Um, ProWrestling-Revolution.com. Come out. um, Say hi to me. I'll be out there. Uh, You'll notice me. I'll be the idiot yelling for the Border Patrol. So uh, come on out. Uh, Let's throw out the plugs. WrestleWarehouse.com. You can get Lucha Libre masks, T-shirts, a bunch of DVDs. Um, just check out the site and uh, tell Jeff Dino that uh, Zombie from Marble Guard Radio sent you. Also, we could uh, you can check out our other sponsor, which would be uh, SlamBamJam.com. Uh, Lucha Libre DVDs, Japanese DVDs, uh, classic, new stuff, best ofs. Um, Alfredo's got a great selection of stuff, so. Um, when you place your order in the little comment section, uh, tell Alfredo that uh, Zombie from Rubber Guard Radio sent you. Also, props to the mothers- mothership, angrymarks.com. Check out the angrymarks.com podcast tomorrow night, uh, 8 p.m. Pacific. I will be on the air sometime tomorrow. Uh, you get info about that at angrymarks.com. Hit me up on the MySpace gimmick, myspace.com backslash radio, or you can email me directly, kidzombie2000 at aol.com, and we will be back next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 